Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm your host, Magnus Carter. Thank you for tuning in to the Making More Money for You show. And today I have a it's going to be an awesome, awesome show. I have a very talented and very successful person on here, that, but wasn't always successful. So we're going to hear about a story and we're going to uh, get right into that in a second. I want to thank my last my guest last week for definitely showing up. That content with Joe Templin was wonderful, especially about getting your mindset and getting into some of the best habits you can for investing and investing sharply. But that actually brings me to my guest this week. We're gonna we're gonna t- start taking you pretty much literally to the next level and what that actually means. Today is my guest is Kevin Palmieri of Next Level University. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Magnus, thank you for having me, my friend. We had a wonderful little conversation behind the scenes, so I'm excited to to see where we go in front of everybody else. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's one thing about this show. We don't know where we're going to go and mm-hmm. what topics we're going to talk about. And that's what kind of makes it kind of more fun and not really your traditional mm-hmm. investing show. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep things fresh. Oh, always, always. There's always constant new um, developments and there's tricks and, tra- uh, you know, changes that are gone. You know, they happen like on a daily basis, even mm-hmm. hourly basis, especially mm-hmm. in IT and in the field that you're doing with personal coaching and whatnot. And uh, next level university you know that uh i can't wait to get, start getting into that part but can you tell us a little bit about yourself kevin yeah uh so today i am the cfo the co-founder and the co-host of next level university we are a global top 100 podcast we just crossed or we actually recorded our 1090th episode the other day uh, we have listeners in 125 plus countries and i'm blessed to be able to to do this for a living this is my job i have a a company that runs through the podcast which at one point was quite literally just a dream for me and now i get to work from my pajamas well pajama bottoms every day <laughs> which is which is wonderful oh wow how, how long did it take you to get to over a thousand, close to 2000 episodes so we started recording in april of 2017 and but like everybody else, we started with one episode and then eventually we got to the, to two. One of our mentors, Evan Carmichael, challenged us. He said, you guys are too good. You should be doing more episodes. So we went up to another episode and then we just, we kept going and there's seven days in the week. So we stopped at seven. And, you know, it's it's interesting, Magnus, because I believe that if you're focused on value, you you got to add value as much as humanly possible. So that's that's why we do so many, honestly. Okay, that's great. Now, when you're doing your podcast, do you have any problems trying to find valuable content for your listeners? Uh, that's a that's a great question. We don't do guest interviews anymore um, okay. because it, for us, it just didn't make as much sense. There were There's a lot of people out there now who have taken success principles and they've kind of broken them up into if it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be or everything happens for a reason or, you know, it'll all work out eventually. And I don't believe in, in that. I, I think you have to show up and do the work. Now, what I will say is, and to your uh, credit, you know your audience very well because you and I were talking behind the scenes. We have a very good understanding of our audience. So we just ask ourselves, what is our audience going through? 
where they are right now, what's something that they're struggling with, what's something that they're going to struggle with, what's something that we can raise their awareness to. It's definitely a challenge to come up with content that consistently, but it's a, a challenge that I like having. And I try to use a lot of stories from my life to to bring value to the listeners. Okay. That's that's great. That's what I pl- that's what I do here. And that's the purpose of the books. And, you know, as uh, that's one of the best things that I found out about doing this. It's always ever, it's ever evolving. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, I can have like three, the next, I actually have the next couple of shows planned out, but so much can happen between that now and then. And, but that might change. You might have to move a show here and move mm-hmm. a show there because something more important comes up. Mm-hmm. Now, do you find the same thing when you're, when you're scheduling out your, your podcast? So, Unlike many people, and this is this is a dangerous game we play, but we record seven episodes on Monday, and one of the episodes we record on Monday drops on that Wednesday. Okay. So we're we don't have like a lot in the tank. For us, it's we show up, we just wow. lock ourselves in the studio, we do our seven episodes, and that's it goes Wednesday, Friday, and that's kind of how it it flows for us. So no, if we record it, it's going out. That's okay. that's our rule. If we record it, it's going out as scheduled. We can always talk about any changes, but for us, it's different, right? Because the success fundamentals and the, and the success principles, they're not really ever changing as much. And there's, there's uh, a lot of places you can go when it comes to habits and consistency and relationships and all that. Okay. All right. That's great to know. It's, it's just more or less finding what's tail what that person or your audience that you're trying to get to is you get the point across to their level. Am I yep. correct? Yep. And the other thing too is, and I'm sure it's it's similar for you, I'm learning so much about myself, which then I can say, okay, I didn't know this when I started this journey. So if I knew this in the beginning, I would be in a, a vastly different place. So let me share this. That's a another important part of investing in yourself is when you invest in yourself, you can add value to your audience, whoever your audience is out there. Oh, absolutely. I've been finding every every uh, opportunity or every chance is definitely a learning experience, Mm -hmm. but I've been learning more about from my failures than I have been about my successes. Yeah. I know those feelings. Well, there's been, (laughs) there's been many failures over the the years for us. And some of the best lessons I've ever learned came from pain. Oh, absolutely. That's, you know, it's one of the things that people don't want to go through, but it's, that's definitely one of the ones that are overlooked. But once you go through it once or twice, it's never the same way. Yeah. And you, if, and if you go in thinking that it's the same way, you're, you're losing out. Mm. I, I don't, and I always talk about this with our team. I don't care about people making mistakes. If, if you're doing something for the first time, I expect you to make mistakes right. when we're making the same mistakes over and over and over. And we turn those mistakes into a habit. That's when things get a little muddy. But if you're doing something for the first time and you get it right, that's, that's more luck than anything, I would say. I, I expect to make mistakes in the first time doing something. And to your point, I think it's important to, to go in with that mindset, at least. So you're not, you're not super affected when you do make mistakes. Right. And not going in with the mindset of actually it going to be perfect. Right. You know, you're yeah. going to waste a lot of time. You're going to waste a lot of energy, a lot of resources doing it that yes. way. Yeah. And there's no such thing. No, there's no such thing as perfect or even close to being perfect yeah. is more or less. Do you get what you're communicating across? If, if you do, is it done very well or can it be approved upon? Mm, yeah. Which brings me to a, you know, one question that uh, maybe not a lot of my listeners are familiar with this and your listeners may be tuning in as well. 
is where did Next Level University come from? How mm. did you how did you think about this? And you know what was going on in your life that made you want to go out and work and do things on your own? It's very interesting. When I was 25, I was quote unquote successful. I had a high paying job. My girlfriend was a model. I had just done a bodybuilding show. So I was in the best shape of my life. I had a sports car, a new apartment. I had all these amazing things and I was pretty miserable. I think a lot of people have that later in life. I I feel pretty blessed that that happened to me in my mid twenties because I had a, I had a quarter life crisis instead of a midlife crisis, which I, which I think helps me. But my goal was to make as much money as humanly possible. And we we turned into a new year and I was the foreman for a weatherization company. So weatherization is we go into a building and it's our job to make it more energy efficient. Okay. Now, we worked predominantly for the state and the government. So we worked in big schools. We worked in fire stations, police stations, libraries, um, town halls, state-owned buildings like that. Right. And I got a promotion to a foreman and I was like, this is awesome. I want to make as much money as possible. So this is perfect. I was getting paid anywhere from $60 to $120 an hour, depending on where we were working. For a 26-year-old kid with no college degree, that's wow, pretty that, pretty darn good. That's really good. All right, I'll take that. I'm, I'm all <laughs> for that. And I remember that that year was just a blur for me because most of the work we did, Magnus, was on the road. So mm. I lived in New Hampshire. Most of my work oh, was my. in New Jersey. Okay. That's, is, a, that's not a daily commute there. <laughs> no, no, no. So I was living in hotels from Sunday yeah. night until Friday morning. I'd work an eight-hour day Friday, and then I'd drive home. And that was my life. Straight from the suitcase to the washer to the dryer mm-hmm. to the suitcase. That was, that was my weekend. And I remember we got to the end of the year, and I looked back at my calendar, and I'd been on the road for 10 months out of the, the 12 months every single week of those, of those 10 months. And I had my final pay stub. And I opened it up and I made $100,000. And I was like, yes, yes, this is, I did everything I wanted. And then I had this feeling of just emptiness. Nothing changed. I I thought it would fill the voids that I had within me with money. I I thought that was going to fix things. And in that moment, I realized that for most of my life, I had lived unconsciously. The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. So I started a podcast called The Hyperconscious Podcast. That was Next Level University long before. Next level university was a thing. Oh wow! Okay, so let's go back. Let's rewind this a couple of seconds here. What got you in the mindset that you needed more money, you needed <laughs> more stuff, you needed more all this? Where where did that mindset come from? I was raised by my mom and my grandmother in a single the single parent household. Basically, my dad wasn't around. I didn't meet my dad until I was twenty seven. Okay, so there that was a start for me of lack, lack, okay. lack, lack, scarcity, scarcity, scarcity not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. And it was fairly routine to hear my family talk about how are we going to pay rent. So that instilled in me at a, at a young age made me realize, well, if I if I have money, then I don't have to worry about that. Okay. If if I have money, then I don't have to be disrespected. If I have money, you know, I'll feel confident. I think that's what it was for me is I thought if I had money, just check off the box, all this other stuff will will kind of take care of itself. And I think that I, at the time, I didn't understand the difference between happiness and fulfillment. Happiness is results-based. If this interview goes well with Magnus, I'll be happy. I'll look back and say, nice, I did a great job. Regardless of how this interview goes, I'll be fulfilled in the process because I'm doing something I love in alignment with the person I'm trying to become. I think I was playing for happiness 
And when I figured out, yeah, you're happy for five minutes, but then you go back to, okay, what's this all for? I think that's why it happened. Yeah. Okay. So you weren't getting, you were getting the most emotional detachment there. Yeah. You know, you were, your, your mind and your, your wallet were on two separate journeys. <laughs> yes. If you yes. will. <laughs> the wallet was way ahead of the, the emotions <laughs> in the mind. The mind, the mind was behind. It just assumed this is all going to work itself out. Okay. Well, that's, you know, that's, um, I've done the same thing. Mm. Uh, we probably crossed paths at least sometime because <laughs> in those last couple of years, cause I was in the same situation as you were. I was always living out of, uh, out of a suitcase mm. and I did a lot of work in New Jersey and a lot of, a lot of work in the, in the uh, New England States, but in, in hospital environment. Mm. So we, we probably at least probably ran in probably in the same town or same state at, at the same time, which is, yeah. is re- if you think about it, that's really, the odds are really against that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very low, very low. Now we're chatting today about, about other things. Absolutely. And and it seems that even when you grew, how how far did you grow from working for the paycheck to where your podcast started taking off? So what happened was, and this was like an overnight thing, at least it seemed overnight. I after I made the money and I realized I don't want to do this anymore, I was mentally out. I, okay. I don't I don't want to travel anymore. This hotel right. thing, I'm done with it. I'm not doing this anymore. Like I am so over this. <laughs> so almost overnight, I stopped caring about my job and I would show up late and I would leave the job site early. And I just I didn't care anymore. Uh-huh. And eventually what happened though, Magnus, is I was doing my podcast, but it was just a passion project. There was no I had no business acumen. I didn't expect to win. It was just I like having conversations with people. Let me do this. But I I started to get messages from people. People would message me and say, this, this episode was awesome. It changed the way I, I'm thinking. I'd have episodes with my friends and we would have these super deep, life-changing, relationship-changing conversations. And I'm thinking to myself, this is something. Like This has to be something. And I just kept getting more burnt out going to a job that I hated. And what eventually happened was I was in New Jersey. My alarm went off at like 5.15 in the morning. Um, I had to be at the job for like seven. I wake up. I slide to the edge of the bed. I'm lacing up my work boots. And the best way to explain it, Magnus, is there's 10 TVs on my head at the same time. And every right. single one is on a different station. And it's just limiting belief after a limiting belief. You're stuck at this job forever. You're never going to make $100 an hour anywhere else. Like you got lucky to get this. If you do leave, what will your friends think? What will your family think? And what do we, we think we're going to fall into a plush bed of podcast success? That's most likely not going to happen. We're not going to go start a a successful business off, off of the podcast. And in that moment, I felt that if I was to take my life, I would take my problems with me. And that was the rock bottom. There's really nowhere else to go from there. So I messaged my my best friend and he's now my business partner. And I told him what was going on. I said, I'm struggling. I'm dealing with it. I'm having these dark thoughts. I don't know what to do. And he said, you've changed so much over the last couple of years, but your environment has stayed the same. I think you need to change your environment. So I ended up leaving uh, my job and then going full-time into what we're doing today. And from there, it, it took like another three years of working every single day, of posting on social media, of having people on the show, trying to get clients. So in total, mm-hmm. before we actually like made sustainable money, it was probably three years after I left my job and four years total. Wow. Okay. 
And those, and during that time, that had to be <laughs> very, very uh, trying. And wow, uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't articulate the words to actually do that because one, I never, I haven't been through that, so mm. I can't, I can't imagine what you were going through. It was, so. it was very much uh, just the early entrepreneurial stuff. I couldn't pay rent. I couldn't, I, there was two years in a row. I couldn't get my girlfriend Christmas presents. My car broke down and I couldn't get it fixed. $35,000 in credit card debt. Very much like whatever it takes to sustain the the mission is that's, that's pretty much what it was in the beginning. It was very challenging. Okay. Well, well, with great challenging and whatnot. So is at that point there, what made you stop and think about not doing that and not taking your life? What, what made you think about actually turning that one television off? And actually focusing on one of the making one of the TVs bigger, like mm-hmm. a bigger screen or a projection TV, mm-hmm. of going down the road of the entrepreneurship. My my business bull, he was my friend at the time. He I think he did something for me that I didn't realize at the time. He gave me permission. Imagine if I reached out to somebody who had limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Imagine if I reached out to somebody and I said, Hey, I'm struggling, I'm having these dark thoughts. I don't know if I can do this job or life anymore. And they just said, well, Kev, you're probably having a bad week. Nobody really likes their job. Maybe it'll get better on Monday. My life would look completely different. So I think Alan gave me the permission to take a big chance. And he also gave me the perspective that the future could be brighter. And that's that's really, Magnus, I didn't know if we would make it. I didn't know if we'd right. be successful, but I did know if we did, it would all be worth it. I knew all the work would be worth it. And once I bought into that, it I, I, there, what else was I going to do? I said, I, I can do this. Like I can show up every day. I don't know where we'll end up, but when you go all the way to heck no, I think it's easier to go all in on heck yes. Okay. You brought up um, Alan. Alan is your co-founder, isn't he? And yes. your co-host? Yes. Okay. Yes. So how? let's talk about that relationship for a little bit. How did that relationship start and how did the the relationship between you and Alan you know, flower in well, flourish. We'll go with flourish because it's a better term mm-hmm. into what you have now today. So I went to middle school with Alan. Okay. And we were friends in middle school. We both had bowl cuts because that's what people were doing <laughs> when, when we were in middle school. And I was good friends with Alan. I went to his house. I played spin the bottle with him, one other, one other kid from our grade, and then all the popular girls. And I was like, this is great. This is my life is going to be amazing if this is what it is right now. And then we kind of, we spread out during high school because Alan was extremely intelligent and I was a jock who didn't really care much for school. Alan went off to WPI, Worcester Polytechnical Institute, one of the the best technical schools. And I didn't go to college at all. So we very much became polar opposites. I ended up running into Alan at a party and he had left his job. And this was before I left mine. He left his job. Okay. He had, he had a beautiful girlfriend and he was an entrepreneur and he was on social media and he was building a business. And that was when we reconnected. And from that moment, he he's been mentoring me. I just didn't know it at the beginning. I don't I don't think I really understood that that he was mentoring me. He was my first podcast guest. So okay. he he came on the show. He was the first person I ever had on. And it's been very much A lot of people told us, like, if you're going to do a business partnership, make sure you have your paperwork in order because you guys aren't going to last. Like, no business partnerships really last. But Alan and I have the same core values. We have the same core beliefs. And we have the the same long-term core aspirations of 
bringing self-improvement to the masses. Our core values of humility and work ethic and consistency and kindness and character first, they're the same, right? And and, and our, our beliefs are that self-improvement can change the world. So we're very blessed because we're very aligned. And our ultimate goal is to make each other better. So we've had arguments, of, co- of course, but it's never been anything bad ever. I'm very blessed. I'm very grateful. And uh, there's nobody I'd rather be on the mission with for sure. Wow, that's wonderful. It's very hard to find somebody that you're willing to take that that step with, that partnership with. Yeah. Especially when you you find out that you do align and you have the same same goals and and the same endpoint in, in uh, you know in your future. And I found out through doing the same thing as myself is I would I would actually have the same issues trying to find a business partner because mm-hmm. they would want they would like to ch- you know skimp on certain things or not do it a certain way and it's not right and it's not wrong uh it's not really wrong but it's not it it, uh it changes my values yeah and i don't want to do that yeah it's so So. important it's so important i think that you got to understand at the end of the day that finding a good business partner is possible but you gotta you gotta be the best version of you and you have to figure out this is the other thing too i think there's just a lot of ego in business Right. And there's a lot of there's a lot of ego. I wanted to think I was I was number one in the beginning. I wanted to be like this is my show and this is my right. business and I know everything. And when it came down to us really forming a business, I said, Alan, you should be the CEO. I shouldn't be. Like you're the guy. You're the you're the visionary. You should be charting this course. So I think part of it is you have to leave your ego at the door. If it's for if it's better for the world, if it's better for the business, if it's better for the team, then it's better for me and it's better for the, my family and it's better for everything. You got to leave your ego at the door when it comes to many of the decisions, which is challenging. Oh, and we can actually take everything that you just said. We just talked about in the last five minutes, and it doesn't have to just be about business, right? That that's one of the best things. People pe- treat personal life, uh, love life, or passion life, whatever you want to call it, and professional life differently. Yeah. They have different values for each one of them. Yeah. When, but all the same values are incorporated along across the board. Mm. Yeah, that's true. If if you can, I I say this all the time. I try to treat my life like a business, in in a lot of ways. Of if you're if you're tracking, you know, your KPIs in business. What are your KPIs for life? The number of fun, unique experiences with your partner. That's that's a such an important thing to track. The number of deep conversations, the number of date nights, whatever it is. Right. If you treat your life like a business you will be more successful guaranteed or tracking your workouts or whatever it is. It's that's such an important key to life. I think. Absolutely. And you know, the last week's show, Joe, Joe Temlin, we talked about that. It, it was one of the best things that he said is it's hard to get from zero to one. Mm, yeah. You know um, I took that one to heart, you know, I'm going to actually start using that and keeping that philosophy from, from then on. And also the compounding effect. Yeah. You know, you do one small thing. One mm-hmm. small thing turns to two. Yep. Two goes to three. Yep. Goes to four. But uh, a lot of people and a lot of people I've talked to and, you know, spoke about the books or even interviews that I've been on as well. And I'm sure you've seen it is people overlook all this. They they start all the way, you know, at the mid to, to upper stratosphere type of stuff when ground level stuff isn't set up and they wonder why they fail. Mm. It's hard. I, I think the awareness is... I think a lot of people, they just don't have the awareness and they, they go to what they know and what, you know, usually isn't 
the beginning steps. It's somewhere along the journey. So it's because I know in the beginning, Magnus, I didn't really know anything about business. I remember having that conversation of like, what's a profit margin? What's what's gross? What's net? I don't I didn't know any of that in the beginning. So for me, I think it was it was kind of like blissful ignorance in a way where I said, I don't know anything. Just teach me everything. Just assume I know nothing because there's a there's a chance that I might not know it. You know, and it I think you got to figure out where your foundation starts. Everybody's foundation starts at a different place, but make sure exactly. it's sound. Make sure it's sound, it's strong, and it's built on it's built on concrete, not sand. Because if it's on sand, it won't last very long. Exactly, and that's where you got to start checking your ego. Yes, and that's 100%. where that issues come into place. And I've seen that, and I've been through that. Yeah. You check your ego; it's like, oh, I know this, and we're going to skip this part. And you know, ten steps later, you're going back to before that step, yeah. <laughs> and you're starting all over again. Yeah, back at square one. <laughs> So that's actually wonderful. And, you know, it's, uh, sorry, I was just checking. Time is flying by already. No worries. No worries. (laughs) Well, no, I appreciate that. Um, So we did talk about quite a bit of things and out of meeting up with Alan till, till now, what has been the biggest game changer for you? Under two things right off the top, understanding numbers and okay. understanding time perspective. If what we do is we literally have it broken down to I track our listens and I track our finances every day. Okay. We reverse engineered what goals we want to have by 2036 and we break it down to a daily growth rate. If we're okay. in the green, we're making progress. If we're in the red, we're not making progress. And that helps me get rid of emotional decisions. It's like this is what the data says, let's follow the data. And then the other thing is understanding to your to your point the compound effect. Yeah, it might be it might not seem like it's working right now. A lot of the things we're doing right now that we just started aren't working. But we're also now getting more listens in a day than we got in the first year. It's just right. it's catching up now because the compound effect is catching up. So, yeah, understanding that right now is not necessarily a good indication of the future. At least right. in, in in our business what we're doing, that's a very important distinction for me because it helps me take the emotion out. A lot can change okay. in a month, a lot can change in a year, everything can change in five. Absolutely. And we'll get into a little bit more time perspective, you know, after our break. We're actually almost at break time already. <laughs> We've already went through the first half of the show. We it's talked cruising. about <laughs> exactly. And it's it's going by fast. It's a great conversation. I'm not gonna, you know, uh, and fantastic and wonderful content that we have for everybody out there. Uh, we're gonna actually go back and take a break, but you know, we we've covered so many things. We covered about where you came from, you know, that there's actually help out there, and you know, you didn't give up. You know, that's one of the biggest things about about doing this is you can't give up mm-hmm. on yourself, um, on a thought of anything, friends, family. And I've seen, you know, even from any type of, you know, background in your, in your home, thank you for sharing that, by the way, you know, it's, there's help for everybody out there and anybody and everybody has the, an opportunity to do this. They just have to find their way to get it done. Mm-hmm. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back with more with Kevin. Uh, we're going to go into a little bit more of where he's at now, where it might where it might go. So thank you for tuning in, everybody. Uh, you're on Voice America, the Making More Money show with you, with Magnus Carter and Kevin Palmieri. We'll be right back. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Making More Money for You show. I'm your host, Kevin. Uh, not Kevin. I'm Magnus Carter. My my guest is Kevin Palmieri from Next Level uh, University. In the first half of the show, we went through a lot of different things. We went through Kevin's background, what made him decide to actually start uh, Next Level universe, universe. And, you know, his transformation from going from a job that's nine to five to you know, a very slow, very low time and very dark time and where he's actually coming out now into the podcast world and, you know, media starting to become a media giant. Uh, welcome back to the show, Kevin. Thank you very much, my friend. I, I don't know if I'm a media giant yet. I like that, but I think we're, I think we got a ways to go before we get there, but I appreciate the compliment. Oh, you're welcome. You're, you're <laughs> working there. You're starting to climb the ladders. I we see, are. you know, you're getting close to the 2000 podcast. You know, you have, you do coaching, you're doing, you know, live seminars and whatnot. And, uh, you know, and you're worldwide already. Yeah. Which is weird. That's weird for me too. It's like, again, I, I don't know. I think I said this behind the scenes. I didn't know we were going to end up where we are. That's if I said I reverse engineered all this, I would be lying. I, I just showed up and tried to do the right things as consistently as possible. So, Ah, you brought up a great point. Consistency. Oh, yeah. Consistency is key to a lot of life-changing things. Uh, habits are formed with our consistencies, our our money, how much money we keep keep on hand. Where did you learn your, your values to, to be consistent? I think one of the things for me was fitness. I mean, I started working out. So I'm 33 now. I started working out when I was 16. And I understood at a fairly high level, the, the more consistent I am, the better results I'm going to get. And when I started being an entrepreneur, 
that was something that was already ingrained in me. I understood that, but my Alan, Alan really pushed me to be more consistent. He, he said, read the compound effect. That's your homework. Like before anything, read the compound okay. effect and understand what that means because there's two of us. If we both work seven days a week forever, we will get further than 99.9% of people because we'll have the compound effect and we started early. So yeah, it it's that's part of it. And the other thing too is the way our business and our team is set up, everybody can see my habits. So we have a dashboard where if you're on the team, Magnus, you can see exactly what Kevin's doing. You can see what Alan's doing. I can see what Magnus is doing. And at the end of the day, it spits out a percentage. And if you you get 100%, that means you get everything done. If you don't, then maybe you didn't get as much done as you want. So I get a feedback every day when I look at my my peak performance tracking. So that's another thing too. It helps you be consistent. And there's the accountability of other people can see it too. Oh, absolutely. I found out having an accountability partner or a team of people, you know, I from starting writing books till now, I still meet with my accounting, my accountability group. Yeah. We have, we meet on Tuesday mornings, you know, it is, we talk about not everybody can join. It's understandable because of life, Mm. but we still keep a communi- keep into uh, communication with each other, and we're making sure that we're doing what we need to do yeah. to get to move the uh, the ball forward, if you will. Yeah, nobody wants to let down the team. No, nobody no. wants to let down the team. That's that's a, <laughs> it's a good pause. I mean, again, the pressure depending on where you are, it, the pressure is personal, but it's right. good to have a little bit of pressure. Of I don't want to show up with without having this thing done that I'm supposed to have done. I I got to get this done. It's it's very important to have a little bit of pressure. Necessity is key. Uh, exactly. Nece- even if um, we're not really, when we first started doing this stuff, we used to have the wheel of shame. Mm. If you didn't meet your goals for the week, you got the wheel of shame. And it was like a whole pinwheel type of thing. Carnival thing is like, get a, a picture with something. You have to go out and tell somebody you didn't make your goals. or It was something stupid and fun as, uh, you know, when we began. But as we got more and more into more into this and more in depth and more our goals became more and more. We kind of let the wheel of shame go Mm. and we just became more about talking. It's like, well, how can we more or less became into uh, problem solvers? Like, okay, so I didn't get this far done. It's like, can you guys help me out and give me a couple different ideas on how to get through it for this week? Yeah. And then make some more goals. Yeah. Well, and the people that are in the group are doing the same thing as you. Right. That's another important piece. A lot of us go to people for advice who don't necessarily have any expertise. All the people who told me podcasting was crazy and would never work, none of them were podcasters, which is so interesting when you think about it, right? It's like, well, how would you know? I, I guess <laughs> I guess you could be right, but you, you haven't done it, so you might not know. Oh, absolutely. If I talk to my, well, a lot of my friends, when I went and told them I, I wrote a book, he's like, no, you didn't write a book. It's like, why would you write a book? You know, I got the same thing. It's like yeah. the 20 questions of why you should not write a book yeah. and their five, five paragraph explanations for each of them. Mm. And they didn't pertain to anything. But when they read the book, they're like, okay, now I see why you did this. Yeah. I'm like, when's your, now it's like, when's your next book coming out? Mm. That's powerful. <laughs> Seeing is believing for many people. And again, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong for that. Uh, not, nothing uh-huh. wrong with that. For, for many people, seeing is believing. And when they see what you're doing, they'll say, oh, you know what? Now that makes sense. But, you know, it's it's not for everybody. And to your point, there, there will be people who come around eventually. Oh, they do. And if they don't, it that's okay, too, because it's not for them. Yeah. They'll just move along. And, yep. you know, it's you're not going to hurt my feelings about it. It's like, okay, you don't get this. Okay. We'll figure something else out. And if not, life happens. Yeah. 100%. Life happens. <laughs> so... 
um we did go into consistency you know i'm looking at your your website and whatnot and there's a lot of different things that you offer and services and whatnot what is your most what is your most prominent thing that you're good at me specifically yes oh man i'm really good at podcasting in terms okay. not just the speaking aspect but understanding how it all connects and titling episodes and understanding that so i would say my my expertise really is podcasting and podcast coaching that's where i spend the majority of my time okay what's your least or what's the one you ah yes of course we have of it's course like a normal interview we got to have the good and the bad here of course what is my least mm or the one that you cringe, it's like, oh, you got to go do this. Or you have, or uh, it's like, oh, okay, well, it just kind of gets moved down the list of things to do. <laughs> I don't enjoy being on social media, but that's not necessarily because I'm not good at it. It's just one of those things. I would say the thing that I quote unquote dislike the most or I struggle with the most is probably the vision side of things. I'm an operator. I'm I'm really good at like get these 10 things done. I'll lock myself in a room and do them. But when it comes to innovating, I'm not that's not necessarily my strong suit. My my strong suit is getting trains going, not necessarily improving them as they go. That's Alan and I's running joke. I'll get a bunch of stra- uh, trains going. They'll be on the tracks and they'll be moving. But okay. unless Alan comes in and starts shining up the tracks and putting new engines in, they only get so far. Okay. All right. So that's where that's another thing where um, a partnership does come into play. Yes, you yes. play on each other's, you know, strengths and weaknesses. Yes. Uh, you know, that's, and that doesn't have to necessarily be a, all business. That's everywhere in life. Mm-hmm. That's for your friends, your family, your support group, uh, people that aren't in your support group, but kind of want to be in your support group type of thing going on. Mm, yeah. You know, it's, and uh, it's amazing how many different people you meet doing this. Mm. Yeah. We've met a lot of, a lot of interesting, there's been a lot of interesting people. There's been a lot of interesting experiences. There's been a lot of lessons. It's, it's if the podcast specifically, you get the opportunity to talk to people you'd never talk to. Right. You've just never, I was on a podcast earlier and the host advised royalty. Like that was one of his things. He was like, he lives in, in England mm-hmm. and he has, he's unreasonably successful and he's like in touch with royalty and the government he advises them on certain things and i was like how how did i get here what is happening today a strange day (laughs) oh i agree because uh it's amazing to find out when i was promoting when i promote the books on who actually picks it up you never know Mm -hmm. who's gonna actually read it who you know those emails that go out that are friends or friends or friends of friends and i had the same thing is i was talking to this gentleman over in great britain or United Kingdom, whatever, whatever country you want to wish to call it. And it was the same thing. I didn't realize who he was till I looked him up. Mm. And then once I looked up who this person was, I'm like, he's a big deal over there. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's like, it, it is life-changing and it makes puts yourself in the perspective is when you do quality work, you're getting quality results. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I had a, Really, this is this is weird. This was weird for me today. So at one point, we reached out to a guy named Evan Carmichael. He's very big on YouTube. Evan Carmichael's like he's the ten the ten lessons guy. He does videos on like ten lessons from Bill Gates, ten lessons, and I think okay. he's got like three million subscribers on YouTube or something. Oh my! 
Yeah, yeah. He's he's very, very successful. Spoken with Tony Robbins and a great guy behind the scenes. So, I don't know, maybe three years ago, we reached out and said, hey, we'd love to interview you. Like, can you make time for us? We'd love to interview you. And he's like, yeah, I'll make time for you guys. You know, I'll come on. I'll give you guys 20 minutes. And he ended up staying for an hour, which is great. He sent me a, he sent me a video today. He sent me a video and wow. said, congrats on a thousand episodes, man. We should do another episode. And it's like, that's so weird. It's so <laughs> weird that at one point I was like, there's no way this dude is going to come on our show. And now he's kind of like a, a friend who, you know, we're not like super tight, but he DM'd me and said, Hey, let's do a thousand episode celebration. That'd be awesome. But that speaks to your point, Magnus, of when you focus on the work and you focus on the value and you focus on the quality and you focus on the mastery and you focus on investing in yourself, people, not everybody, not everybody, no, but the right, right people will recognize that. And they'll say, there's something different about Magnus from the last time I, I saw him, or there's something different about this podcast or this business or whatever it is. People, people can recognize it. Real recognize real. That's what, that's what they mean when they say that it's, your people will recognize it. Okay. And, you know, and as we're going through this journey, you're, you know, we may be on the same journey at some point right now, right now we're actually on the same journey because we're doing, we're, we're giving the great content to both listeners, mm. both groups. Mm -hmm. But uh, the old adage was iron sharpens iron. Yeah. You know, I'm getting better from this. You're getting better from this and all, and people that are benefiting the most are our listeners. Mm. Yeah, you know it's it's really amazing when you sit down and actually think about this. We're actually touching people around the world, and not weird? just is that weird to think very, about? It's very weird, <laughs> weird because I, I still had contemplation issues when I was actually approached for the for the radio show, and I'm sure you did once you start going global. It's like yeah. you know, because I I honestly thought about not doing it. Mm. And because like you had before, it's like, well, well, why would I do this? You know, what if it fails? What if the, you know, the what ifs and it could be, or should be, or and all that stuff started coming into play. Yeah. But then I sat, you know, I got all, I calmed my mind down. I meditated. I was listening to some music and I found out that the main, the one point and one thought that kept coming into my mind is when's another opportunity like this going to come my way. Yeah. I'm like, this is special. I'm like, and I actually had to, I actually had to sit and talk with one of my coaches during the, during my, uh, my writing classes. And I had to talk to him about it because I called him up. It's like, you know, I had his phone number and everything. We call, I called him up after hours and I talked to him about this and we we're on zoom as we are right now. And his face just went from your background is blue. If you can, if you can, you know, normal, you know, our normal color and everything. It was as white as the clouds in my background because mm. I have a cloud. I have the background from the Bahamas stuff and his face was that white and then he didn't know what to say or actually how to um, to mentor me on how this. Mm. He actually had to take some time to get back and talk to other coaches to come back and tell me, you know, hey, this is what we talked about. It's like, but it's, you know, it's ultimately our decisions to choose what we do yeah. on anything that we do here. And I decided to go for it and, you know, the validation that you were seeking before at, at the edge of your bed is I was seeking for that as well. Mm, yeah. And it's amazing. I, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it, it's, it's one of those things where I still get scared. Oh yes. I always, I want to make sure I share that because I think people, well, you know, a thousand episodes and it's, I still have moments where I get on the mic and it's like, you can shake off the cobwebs here. You've done this however many times I still, I get imposter syndrome 
every so often when I'm going on a big show or we're interviewing a big guest, I still get it. So I think that's it's important. The importance of action is just so underrated. As long as you can control the the emotions when you get the reaction. And you know, not and not ignoring our emotions. Yes. That's one of the things that a lot of people do. They'll just stuff them down. You know, it's not healthy and we end up later on either exploding or making very bad emotional decisions with mm-hmm. money or with food or with uh, our time, if you will. Yeah. You know, I found that out personally, and I'm sure you've seen that through your your rise. Yeah. For, for me, I think it's one of those things where specifically when it comes to the just the amount of work, I emotionally know when I'm getting burnt out. But sometimes I'll try to like logic myself out of it and just say, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're mm-hmm. fine. And again, that's just me right. listening to, I, I emotionally, I knew I was burning out. I just kept pushing it. Now I know, okay, look, these are the signs when you're, when your body tells you this and you emotionally feel this way, if you feel depressed, it's probably because you're not, something's off. Right. Maybe you're I'm not filling something. my cup. Yes. Right. It's, I'm not, I'm not as well-rounded as I should be. That's what it is. I'm not pouring into the right cups. Maybe I've poured more into the podcast business cup than I have relationship and health. Okay, cool. Right. That's why we talk about health, wealth, and love. Because right. if you can raise all three at the same time, I think that's the way to to really be, be more fulfilled. Okay. That that's excellent. That brings me to my point is, you know, everybody talked about work life balance. Mm. There is no such thing. <laughs> you always make it you, you are the person that makes the choice whether it goes to work or if it goes to life mm. you know what are your thoughts on that as yeah. as a whole it's a it's a it's a great question it's controversial i would say at times the way i try to live it is i try to break it into percentages so 80 percent work 20 percent r and r so okay. you figure you know i sleep eight hours so there's 16 hours so 20 percent of that's what 3.2 hours out of the day i'm r and ring the rest i'm I'm working. And I think that's pretty, it's probably 90, 10, honestly, like a night, like tonight, I'll be done around six 30. I'll go to bed at nine. So what's that? Two and a half hours. That's kind of routine for me. Yeah. So I think that's probably 90, 90%, 10% works for me, but I think everybody's a little bit different in the beginning. It was probably 50, 50. Okay. Then it went 60, 40, then it went 70, 30. So yeah, just make sure you're filling both buckets at the rate at which they need to be filled for sustainability. I completely agree with that. Uh, you know, you made excellent and valid points for everything and everybody does have differences. Yes. You know, everybody's life is uh, different. All Everybody's situation is different. Yeah. You know, it's not my main thing with doing this, especially when I, I used to ask that question all the time with the nine to five and I quit asking it because I never got, I never got an answer to it mm. on how to actually adjust my time accordingly yeah. because my managers would always slate towards the business stuff, business side of this work. And my family side and life side would always push towards the family. And that's why I quit doing that. Mm. I start living in the gray. Yeah. Side. It's hard when you're when you're doing something for somebody else because they kind of have the the last call, which makes it challenging. That's a that's a real challenge. I mean, when you're making your own schedule, right, it's easier. But when you're that's the importance of boundaries, especially if you're virtual. That's something I think we're going to see. That'll be the next kind of wave is virtual Well, virtual people who are working virtually, they'll have to start setting boundaries of, well, just because I'm not at the office and I have my laptop does not mean I'm accessible. That's right. going to be the next wave because most people haven't worked from home for that long. And this is a whole new thing and new things create new problems. 
Oh, absolutely. Especially when it's five, five feet away from your couch. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. going there. It's like, oh, well, I'll just log in real quick and do this. Yeah. Uh, 10 minutes turns into two hours. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, kids are, or your significant others asking, it's like, where's dinner at? Yeah. It's like, oh no. And, but work is happy because you got all the work done. Yeah. 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 It's such a, it's such an interesting, to your point, it's not, it's not balance. It's, it's. No prioritization it's it's boundaries it's a lot there's a lot that goes into that it's not as simple as work-life balance that's it's a great point oh excellent thank you and what now how do you coach that when you do your seminars or when you're talking to uh your clients or whatnot how do you approach that topic from what i've seen there's it usually goes one of two ways people are underworking or overworking really okay that that's what i've seen and we we coach a lot of dream chasers. So it's usually people early, very early entrepreneurs. Okay. And okay. it's it's one of those things of it usually starts with where are you getting your advice? Are you getting your advice from the person who says you have to work 24 hours a day? Or are you getting your advice from the person who says, well, you only work when you feel like it? The truth is somewhere in the middle. And the truth is somewhere in the middle. So it's usually just raising the awareness to, okay, if you work the way you're working now forever, blank will happen. Okay. If you change things and you prioritize your health, you prioritize your relationship, then this is going to change. So yeah, it's for me, I consider going to the gym work. That's part of my, my 13, 14, 15 hour day, whatever it is, because I'm working on myself, which is going to make me healthy, which is going to bring more energy to the business. Hmm. My relationship, I don't consider it work, but I consider it part of, it's part of my habits to make sure I'm I'm doing my nightly gratitudes. Like that's, I consider that work because it's something I'm measuring. I'm measuring that. So I think that if you can bring your entire life together to our point earlier, you have to treat your life like a business. That's, that's what I would say is, okay, what are we doing when it comes to health? What are we doing when it comes to wealth? And what are we doing when it comes to love? When people think business, entrepreneurship, they think wealth. I'm yes. making calls. I'm, this is my KPIs. This is what I'm learning. When's the last time you you ate something healthy and rehydrated and got enough sleep? When's the last time you went on a date night with your partner? Those things add up, and I think they're more important than people give credit to. Oh, I agree. I um, thoroughly and one hundred percent. Oh, these are definitely overlooked things, and quite a few shows before touched on a little bit here and there. But you put everything, the whole like seven episodes, all in one <laughs> in like two minutes, which is. <laughs> it's it's fantastic because you're because the reason why i labeled this episode rising from the ashes is because you've been there you've been in the ashes yeah and you're and you're rising now and you're yeah. continuing to rise yeah i appreciate so, that and that's one of the reasons what after reading what you've done and what you've gone through and what we've talked about today is you know we're the ones that set the expectations we're the ones that set the goals we we put the ceilings on if you will mm. yeah yeah it, and it's it's one of those things you got to be very careful where you're putting the ceiling and if it's a glass ceiling or if it's a solid yeah. color ceiling yeah because glass ceilings are the most dangerous ones of all mm. yeah you got to be very careful very mindful very aware absolutely um and well people i can probably see the listeners are like well what's a glass ceiling it's like it's a ceiling that you can see the other side of just like a piece of glass but it instead of it going up and up towards where you're going it's actually coming down towards you and making you go into a little box mm. 
Is did I explain that right? I think there's two frames. I think that that could be one frame, but I think there's another thought process that a glass ceiling is one that you can smash hmm. and then move beyond. So I think okay. it depends on it depends on the frame. Okay. I like that. I haven't considered that. I always figured it was getting boxed in and whatnot. I think it's like a breakthrough. Okay. Like break through the glass ceiling, I think. Which would take you to the next level. The next level. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. And speaking of that is, you know, we are almost at the end of our show. Yeah. It's sad to say is I would, you know, I would love to sit here and talk another hour with you Likewise. about this because, because we're just, we're just scratching the surface of this. And, um, but we've talked about your, your past, how you went from a, a teenager, you know, you graduated high school, you got a job and you got, you pro- got promoted in that job to foreman, to traveling, living out of a suitcase, going down to, you know, down to your dark areas. It's like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. And I don't want to do anything anymore, you know, and then you started your own business, which is amazing. And you just hit a thousand episodes and going further than you've ever thought which is ridiculous and you know my question to you is how can our listeners get more in touch with you or learn more about you and uh follow up if they want to continue what they're what they like what they learn and continue on i appreciate that i appreciate the kind words as well i always suggest the podcast uh, the, listening to the podcast is the best place because you'll get to know us at a deep level and we're in your pocket every day uh, so Next Level University, we're on all the major podcast platforms and all of our episodes are on YouTube. And then if you want to reach out to me, my handle is neverquitkid, at neverquitkid on Instagram. I do my own social media and I would love to to get to know you. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic on that. You know, it's, I appreciate the time that you've taken, Kevin. You. And, you know, it's it's amazing to talk talk to everybody that comes on to the show because I know you're taking time out of your out of your busy schedules to get to give these listeners some great content. And I, I really appreciate that. Likewise. I appreciate you. I appreciate the questions. I can't believe it went by as fast as it did, but <laughs> I'm grateful we got the time that we did. Oh, same here. Same here. Uh, actually is, you know, we're, as we're wrapping up here, I have like two minutes and we're going through. Sorry about that. And, you know, uh, I hope to have you on the show in the future. Please. Um, we'll, we'll talk later again about this later, but everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. This is Kevin Palmieri with Next Level University, uh, entrepreneur, co-founder, and co-host of his podcast. <laughs> and uh, I'll have the show links into his uh, his social media into uh, you know after the show stuff. Uh, we're going to cut for today, and next week's show is we're going to be talking to. Uh, Eric Sm- Smolinski, and we're going to hear about his journey as well and his tidbits, what he's learned from going from military to civilian life and how he did it and transform. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin, thank you once again. And, you know, I know you have another meeting and have a wonderful day. Thank you. I appreciate it, Magnus. I hope you stay well and keep crushing it, my friend. Uh, thank you kindly, sir. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. We'll All do. right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.